What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, episode 100 and something or other. Uh, I am recording on Monday evening before you are listening to this, and I am wearing my 2009 World Series Robinson Cano jersey because, Lord Almighty, if the Yankees lose tonight, I will be clinically depressed. Uh, it is Jamison Tyone versus Aaron Savale. Neither pitcher is going to do well, and neither pitcher is going to stay in the game very long. But God help me. If the Yankees lose to the, lose the series, I'm going to be a big sad boy. So, if you guys are listening to this Tuesday, first of all, thank you. Hello. If you've yet to like and subscribe, please do so. Um, please be kind to me. If we lose, if the Yankees win, let's celebrate. We're going to go kick the shit out of the Astros. I hope. Um... But today in MLB The Show, we're going to talk about a few things. It's not a ton, not a ton to talk about. There is uh, the calendar to look ahead to. There's a lot of stuff coming out that we can kind of speculate about. Um, we don't really have a ton of content as far as uh, new drops or programs just yet. A couple little things here and there. Uh, and then I just want to make a general statement about the community at large. Um, that it does not even mean uh, content creators. It does not mean users and viewers on Twitter and Twitch. It is just uh, the, the larger player base as a whole. As a whole. All right? So let's let's jump right in. Let's stop wasting time. You guys don't want to see my face big on the screen anymore. Uh, we're starting off with just a quick lineup update. I have pulled the trigger. I am starting Corey Seager postseason at second base now. I was riding uh, with my guy Robinson Cano for obvious reasons. I love Robinson Cano. Literally, like I said before, I'm wearing his jersey right now. Um, sweet swing. His power versus right plays up. He has nice reverse splits against lefties. Plays defense very well. But with Corey Seager, this is all on All-Star. Big disclaimer. But all on All-Star, BR in events, I'm hitting 564 with 10 home runs and 39 at-bats. Corey Seager, yet again, has an immaculate swing. He's got incredible attributes. His fielding is pretty generous. It's, it's not great, but it's generous. Um... I know it says he has 87 and 92 reaction at P2. It just doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel as good as it looks, but hey, we're going to make him work. Corey Seager is my new six hitter. We shuffled the lineup a little bit. I'm really struggling with Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> uh, relative to how I usually hit with cards, I'm still hitting about 345, but a lot of singles. I, for some, His stroke is weird for me. I, I'm going to figure it out because it's Ken Griffey Jr., um, but this is what the lineup looks like right now. We have Corey Seager batting sixth. Just figured I would drop that for you guys. Uh, we've also added, uh, I don't remember if we did this in the last episode or not, but Corey Kluber's in the rotation. And this is a good segue into content that is coming out uh, the, the day I'm recording, Monday, new rank season begins. Uh, the card everyone cares about, the best World Series reward of the year, probably. Milestone Perfect Game 99 Roy Halladay is here, finally. I am recording pre-rank seasons drop, so I cannot actually show you the card of the attributes just yet. Just trust me, it's going to be disgusting. And if it's not, ho oh, oh, ho, SDS is going to hear about it. Uh, also coming out is 99 Retro Finest Mike Piazza. I think Roy Halladay is immediately a, a, a rotation lock. I don't even think it's a question. I don't know who, who he replaces for me. I'm going to figure that out. It, it might be Zach Greinke, but I actually, I find success with Zach Greinke. Might be Cliff Lee, but as you guys know, I also very much love Cliff Lee. As far as Mike Piazza goes, um, his, his attributes are probably going to be really good on the offensive side. Decent, maybe like 
82 on defense. That's just a guess. That said, by no means will this Mike Piazza be bad. Don't think I'm saying that. But I just think given his swing issues, I still think someone like a Posada, a Jimmy Fox, a Joe Maurer, I think those are all better catching options at this point. Um, To each their own. Some people still really like Joe Torre, who has insane cracked attributes. This 99 Giovanni Soto is is actually really effing good and no one's talking about it. So, listen, there's there's plenty of catchers to use. If you hit well with Mike uh, Mike Piazza, I almost said Mike Posada. You hit well with Mike Piazza, go ahead. Um, I personally am still going to roll with Jorge Posada. Roy Halladay is going to be my first pick out of the World Series pack. And then I will just purchase Piazza when he gets to, like, a reasonable price. Um, the content that we can talk about is the new event. I don't know why I keep scrolling past it. The postseason event, aptly titled... Oh, we can talk about the postseason program, too, I suppose. Uh, the postseason event gives us four Retro Finest cards. Oral Hershiser at 15 wins. I've only thrown an inning in the event... He didn't let up a run, didn't let up a base runner. Uh, I want Oral Hershiser to be good. MLB 20's Oral Hershiser was a demon. Wasn't as good last year. He's got low-ish hits per nine, considering he's a retro finest this year. And with bad velo at 83, he might be batting practice. I've yet to face him, and I've yet to use him in ranked, so I can't really speak to how effective he is. On paper, he's not the worst pitcher like I said, hits per nine is low, but he's got a nice mix, uh, and he's fun and easy to use. So, if you guys like Oral Hershiser, please let me know below. I'm interested to hear what you guys think of him this year. Jury's still out, though. If I do well with him, if I feel comfortable, he might go in the rotation as well. 20 wins. You get Duke Schneider, who is solely a, uh, a pinch hitter off the bench against right-handed pitching. I don't enjoy Duke Schneider's swing, personally, so he's not going to sniff my team. Um... That 82 power left, I know he's just a pinch hitter, but if he gets, if you get pigeonholed into having to use him against a lefty, it's not going to be insanely impossible to hit it out or even get good contact, but it, it severely lessens your chances. Uh, he is good in the field. He's got 80 speed, which I'm shocked at because I did not think he was ever that quick, but he played in the 50s, so I don't fucking know. Um, I still don't think he's a center fielder. I think you play him better in the corners, but that's your prerogative. Put him where you'd like. Uh, 99 Tom Henke, for some reason, is the 25 win card. You look at his attributes, and he looks great. But the four-seam fork slider mix, only three pitches, and his delivery's not that deceptive. I'm not going to use him. I really don't think I'm going to. He does have outlier on the fastball with the Mr. Splitty uh, quirk, which I'm assuming is for his forkball because he doesn't throw a splitter. Um, I don't know. He might be fine. I'm not going to use him. I don't like that he doesn't have a, a true changeup. His forkball is slower, but I, I, it's not slow enough. Um, he, he's missing something. He's missing some sort of pitch. I don't know what it would be. Um, they're, they're sticking accurately to, I guess, what he threw during his career, which is nice, but I don't know. It's weird that he's the 25 win when I think Hershiser is just categorically better. Uh, and then the 30 win. A Paul Konerko that absolutely is going to donkey dick baseballs. 113 contact rate, 121 power rate, and then he's max versus lefties. This is a very, 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 very good bench bat. 62 in the field is bad. It's first base, so it's less important, but still not good. 60 reaction is more so what I'm concerned about. 
I think there's better first basemen. At the plate, it's going to be hard to find a better first baseman, but holistically, I think there are better ones. I would rather be playing... Let's just go to go to my team. Right now, I'm playing Babe Ruth. I'd rather be playing Babe Ruth. You could play George Brett at first base. I'd rather play George Brett at first base. You could play Jimmy Fox at first. I'd rather play Jimmy Fox at first. I'd rather play Sean Green at first. I'd rather play Frank Thomas, David Ortiz, Albert Pujols, Ryan Howard. So... Uh, even this Lou Gehrig, which is not even... Eh, maybe not the Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig's kind of shitty. I retract that statement. But everybody else I said still counts. Adrian Gonzalez, actually, I'd, I think I'd rather play. Um, it's actually really fucking good. <laughs> really fucking good Adrian Gonzalez. Listen, Paul Canerco, really fun card. He sounds like a phenomenal bench bat. He might find his way onto my team over somebody like a Chipper Jones. I don't know, though, because he's a switch hitter. Chipper Jones is. But, you know, he's worth at least giving a look to. His swing is sometimes pretty okay. Not rank seasons. When we talk about... Sorry, I opened rank seasons, didn't mean to. When we talk about uh, the postseason event, we also have the postseason program, which will be updated weekly or as rounds of the postseason end. So we had the wild card rounds end, and they gave us four cards, plus two uh, flashbacks, or throw, whatever you want to call them. Callbacks, throwbacks, flashbacks, hold me backs, um, back shots. I don't know. So uh, a word about the postseason program. They released a 96, they released a 97, a 98, and a 99. Now, at this point in the year, it is pretty much unacceptable to release anything but a 98 or 99, really teetering towards 99. It's a postseason program, so these cards should be juiced to the gills. Because the wildcard series was only three games, I think maybe that's why they didn't go absolutely batshit crazy with these cards. However... This 96 Jose Siri is useless. He does nothing well enough to even be on a team. 99 speed is fine, but you have guys that have 99 speed and 99 steel. He's only got 77 steel. He's a defensive replacement, but there are even better ones. So this Jose Siri is essentially a, just a waste of everybody's time. We're going to go back to that uh, flashback card that I just skipped. This 97 Juan Yepes. Yeah, he's got some positional flexibility. He plays every corner position, but this card sucks. It, 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 there's no point in it existing unless you're going to juice the ever-loving shit out of it. This 98 Brandon Nimmo is the exception to not being a 99 because this card is disgusting and it absolutely slaps, but I think what makes up for the attributes not making it a 99 is that his swing is really good. So, should this card still have been better? Yes, I think this card's actually a lot of fun because his swing is disgusting. Um, I'm just disappointed that it's not better. And this 99 uh, Teoscar Hernandez, while it is an absolute demon, perfect against lefties, I think there was even room to make this card better. I think, like how we've said in the past, not all 99s are created equal. This by no means is a bad card. It certainly has bench utility if you rake with Teoscar cards. I personally have never really truly figured his swing out, so he's not on my team. Um, there's a bench bat. The postseason program is supposed to be cards that are just absolutely nutty good that are going to be on everybody's teams. Not every, a lot of people's teams, I should say everybody's teams. So I'm hoping with the division series almost wrapped up, go Yankees. The cards we get from that, because they're five-game series, even if they didn't go all five games, are going to be really good. Like, but then we have to figure out how they're going to play this, right? Because Jordan Alvarez had a sick division series. Two incredibly clutch home runs. Do they give him the 99 in the division? Uh, uh, oh, no, they didn't lose. 
Fucking dumbass. Forget I said anything. They're only giving cards to the losing teams. So Seattle might get like a pitcher because their pitchers perform so well. Um, uh, who else lost? Who else lost? Who else lost? The Braves. I don't even know who performed well for the Braves. Did anybody perform well? Uh, the Dodgers. Maybe this is our way to get 99 Trey Turner finally. I don't know who played well for them though. So shoot me. I'm sorry. And then uh, if the Yankees lose, first of all, I'll cry. Harrison Bader will get a card. And if the Guardians lose, I would imagine it'll be Steven Kwan. Or Oscar Gonzalez. So, that was a very roundabout tangent and probably a waste of everybody's time. But what I'm getting at here is that these cards should be good. They should be at least in competition to be on teams. The only card in this program that really is in competition is Teoscar and not even as a starter. So, a little disappointed in how we've started this program. There is still plenty of time to fix it. I'm not calling it an L yet. All I will say is that the wild card round was an L. In totality, we might still get there. Let's just be patient. The two other cards they did give out during this program, and I'm assuming there will be more as the rounds go on, though, giant question mark. Uh, 96, Yasmani Grandal. It's the 2020 postseason card when he hit two home runs and walked four times in the wildcard game versus Oakland. So I think I think they are going to do some per round because this is a wild card. card. Uh, it's cannon fodder, this card. It's a collection card. It's nothing important. Um... There are 10 catchers, maybe 12, better than this card. Um, fun for BR and fun for events, though. And then this 98 Tommy Edmond was also it was also from the wild card. Listen, it plays every position. He's a really good base runner. It's, it's a useless card, though. Tommy Edmond cards are really for BR only. And honestly, if I drafted this card in BR, I'd redraft. Because it's not the type of high diamond round I would want. Um... So, again, the first round of this program, the wild card part of the program, oh, disappointing. Plenty of room to improve, and I think we will. I think we will improve. I think now, uh, hopefully, every card that comes out is a 99. At the very least, 98. Like, we have to we have to up the ante to keep up. Because the, the rest of the content in this game has been chef's kiss superb. Honestly, incredible, superb. I am thrilled, and not that they need me to say this, but very proud of the content team at SDS because they have allayed, it's a great SAT word, A-L-L-A-Y, look it up, allayed um, not the concerns of the gameplay, but they have not been affected by it themselves. And they've said, yeah, even if the gameplay isn't up to snuff or even if the community doesn't like the gameplay, we're going to deliver A-plus content. And they've done that. So I appreciate that. This was just a little bit of a miss. It's a rare miss given what they've done lately. Plenty of time to improve. We're going to close, guys. Uh, this is going to be a relatively short episode, but I don't, I don't think we always have to, you know, talk for, for hours and hours. Uh, the ca uh, calendar update, okay? So, today I'm recording on the 17th, which is when the new ranked season comes out. That is already what we said. It is Roy Halladay. It is Mike Piazza. And there will be some pennant race cards in there. Um, on Tuesday, the day you're listening to this, a new other program, a headliners program. You can earn 50 headliners and more packs in this new other program. I imagine that means they're giving us one or two of each headliner pack. I highly doubt they're just giving us the headliner cards. Maybe they will give us um, some of those juiced up headliner bundle packs or whatever the fuck they're called. Or the, the, the 25,000 stub packs. I forgot what they're called. Um, I have every card in the game except for Konerko and Henke at this point because I got to them and sold them. So I'm not concerned about getting these cards, but if you get them quick enough, maybe there's still some stub value left. 
If nothing else, listen, I'm not a market guru, so I'm not necessarily advocating for you to do this. But if you have headliner cards that are still moderately expensive and you've yet to lock them in, now is the time to get rid of them. Sell them because there's a very good chance you'll either get them for free starting Tuesday or their prices will just crater. So if you're listening to this Tuesday morning and you go through your inventory and have a couple, you know, 40K, maybe even some 50K headliners, dump them. Dump them. I think that's safe. You can get them back much cheaper either starting Tuesday or in a couple days by like Wednesday, Thursday. On the 21st, which is uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, subject to change, date of content subject to change, you will get the NLDS and ALDS flashbacks with moments. That is an extension of the postseason program like we were just talking about. Um, and then on the 28th, which is next Friday, upcoming content, the October 28th spooky other program for Halloween features six legends and flashbacks. I don't know what the fuck that's going to mean, but sure, I'm open to it. And then in November, the 2022 Finest Cards arrive. I love the Finest Program. The Finest Program fucking slaps every single year. And with how juiced the cards are that we're already getting, dude, Finest is going to be a movie. Finest is going to be some of the best content that we've had maybe ever. I, I'm stoked. I can't wait. I really can't wait. I, this is when we hope some of our favorite live series players get their, their top cards that we can put on Diamond Dynasty teams. This is where I'm hoping that we finally get the Trey Turner that I've been waiting for since last year's finest Trey Turner. And this year, Trey Turner in real life was better than last year. And last year's Trey Turner was unfucking believable So give me that card. Give me, uh, I don't even know, um, Nestor Cortez. He wouldn't even be usable, but it's fine. Give me, uh, give me all the dudes. I want all the dudes. I want all the players. Uh, give me Pete Alonzo. Give me all the fun cards. November is when we're going to see the next big roster shakeup for Diamond Dynasty. And I can't wait. I hope because it's one of the last, not the last, but one of the last larger programs that's going to have at least 30 cards in it, that they let us get like 18 to 20. Remember in the past, they used to let us get all of them. If they gave us like 18 to 20, I'd be happy. Uh, even more, obviously even better. But uh, this, this is going to be insane. This is going to be great. I can't wait. So for now, we're just going to bide our time with postseason content, which I is going to ramp up as the weeks go on. The top tier postseason cards we're not going to get until uh, after the championship series and after the World Series, but that's fine. Um, the World Series postseason cards are always disgusting. The World Series MVP gets an insane card. Um, so it's going to be good. The content's coming. They haven't really fucked anything up else too bad just yet. Um and we're going to close on this this last thing, guys. I said I had a quick comment about the community. This is uh, uh, unrelated entirely to everything we just talked about, but this is my show, so I do what I want. Uh, DC, Digital Champion, everyone's favorite uh, Southern MLB The Show streamer, had a, a, a rant on Twitter today. He's becoming famous for his rants, and I love his rants because he's awesome. He's hysterical, and he's people don't think he's very level-headed, so give this man some credit. He's very well thought out. Just had a general rant today about our community. And how it seems like there are so many toxic, but not toxic as far as, toxic as far as gameplay, but toxic just as far as like shitty racist, sexist people who have like all these horrible team names and, and, and logos and like, just like children. And, and I get it. 
children play this game, and children aren't always very mature. And I don't care what any of your viewpoints on life are, but I think we could all agree that it's best not to be shitheads to each other. So, all I'm saying is if you're one of those people, stop being one of those people. And if you're not one of those people, do your part. You guys, you know, you've seen me do this on stream if you hop into stream. If I match up against somebody with a name or a logo that I think is even remotely uh, inappropriate, I'll report it as a toxic name or logo. I don't know if enough people take advantage of that feature. Does it work? I don't know. It seems like every day I still get three to five more opponents where I'm like, fuck, this is shit. I gotta report this. I gotta report this. I don't know if SDS is really going through that as consistently as they should. I hope they do. I trust that they are. But with the amount of people in this community that continue to do it, I don't know. All I'm saying as a general PSA is be nice. If you see something, report it. Just make our community a nice, safer place. And, and not even just a safer place. Just like a, a not as annoying place to be. Like just common human decency and kindness is all I'm asking for. And I don't think that's asking too much. Um, but guys, on that note, we're going to end here. We will have a very special episode next week with a, another content creator. I, uh, we locked down and agreed on a time to record this week, so we're going to try our best to get that done. It's going to be a ton of fun. He's a funny as fuck dude. Um, a smaller content creator, but just a guy who should not be a smaller content creator. So we are going to have a great time with that one. I can't wait to record with him. And uh, you guys will see that next week. So, boys and girls, until then, it has been my pleasure to give you the MLB The Show news of the week. And so I'm going to start ending every episode like a fucking news anchor. Um, be well and be safe and watch out for those cats and trees. No, that's it, guys. Uh, enjoy the content. I love you all. Talk to you next week.